Hey, this is Luke Golden from The Good Place and Tell Me a Story, and this is the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, Blue! You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Luke, welcome to the cave. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on. Hey, what's uh, what's going on with you, man? What's new? Oh, man, what isn't new? I feel like the only thing that isn't new is um, uh, everything being new. I guess it's a new year, it's a new day, um, a lot of things happening, pilot season, you know, exciting, a uh, couple of other projects in the works. Uh, I'm at the Beverly Hilton. Uh, life is good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh... The listeners know you as Chris Baker from The Good Place and Bill and tell me a story and we'll talk about that. But first, uh, tell a little bit the listeners uh, about where you're from. So, born in Wisconsin, All lived right. in Chicago, uh, moved to New York, upstate, I lived in Brooklyn, uh, went to school in back to the Northeast and just as of lately out in uh, California. Yeah. How was it uh, growing up in Wisconsin? You know, um, it's so funny because I was just born there. I, I only was about, I think I left when I was about one. Oh, wow. So I don't really know anything about Wisconsin. And I've been trying to do like a pilgrimage back home for the last decade, at least to see like, you know, my home roots. Uh, yeah. So, 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 you're, so you're pretty much raised in New things York. Think about it, but I don't have any. Yeah, pretty much raised in New York. Yeah, definitely. Uh, primarily Brooklyn. So how was it growing up in Brooklyn? It's a nice little town. I loved it. Yeah, a little place, you know, a little place. It was great. Uh, I, I don't have much to compare it to because I suppose you only have one childhood, right? Yeah. But um, uh, I think I would have had fun uh, anywhere. But I lived to a park, so I um, got to interact with a lot of kids and uh, of different ages, you know. Uh, so I met a lot of, of friends when I was growing up and uh, was introduced to a lot of athletics being like near you know, basketball and handball and like a baseball field. So, um, I think growing up in the city, uh, gave me, you know, an opportunity to get involved with athletics at a younger age. Yeah, that's great. What were, what were some of the sports that, I, that you played? Well, before I moved into the city, I did a lot of wrestling. And then um, because I was so close to uh, basketball courts, I was really into basketball growing up. But I played a lot of sports. I played uh, soccer and um, I did volleyball, track and field. And I also was uh, pretty deep into the skateboarding game, too. Oh, nice. So uh, you said you were big in basketball. I assume a uh, New York Knicks fan? I was. I was a Knicks fan. Yeah, I... I, you know, you could potentially have been uh, gone for the Nets, right? Um, with the Nets, like they were kind of like some people were into the Nets too. But yeah, I was a Knicks fan. But really, random, I was a Kentucky basketball fan. Like I just liked watching college, to yeah. be honest. So I wasn't too big into the pros. But um, I, as I was growing up, I really was deep into um, uh, college. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, college basketball, I mean, when March Madness rolls around, it, like, if you like basketball, you're really into it. Yeah, psyched about it. And then, um, you know, as it would have it, I went to University of Florida, which was a huge sports school. Yeah. And while I was there, we won two, uh, we won four national championships, two in basketball, two in football. Um, and so I got my fix of uh, the basketball for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah March Madness, it was like crazy. And my birthday's in March too. So we were like, yeah, killing the game. <laughs> How was it when uh, Kentucky came down there? Did you get a chance to see Kentucky play uh, Florida? You know, I don't think I act ever did because I think like that's when I was because I played high um I was um uh, on my basketball team in high school so I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore to that and so um I think as I got into my senior year and then ended up going to uh UF those kind of Kentucky days faded away uh, I see so when you went to UF uh, what did you uh, what did you study there so it was an interesting time going into college. I um, had done a couple of bodybuilding competitions up in that point. And right before I was going to school, I had just won their uh, Empire State through the NABB organization. So I had wanted to keep going in that route as far as having an idea that I was felt like I was pretty good now at um uh, competitive bodybuilding. So as I went down to Florida, my main thing was just to get a degree while I was uh, learning some acting and also building up my physique. Yeah. So uh, my main interest that I got right into was um, the theater program there and also business because Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I found out, got a business degree, and I was very deep into, you know, the mind of Arnold Schwarzenegger at yeah. the time, and still, you know, still for sure, because um, I think he's a really interesting person and successful in many levels, so just an interesting person to, to look into, so um, I decided to get a business concentration as well, so I ended up leaving University of Florida concentration in theater oh wow so what like well so what made you pursue acting you know i i was always when i was younger i also got into a school play but then then my school no longer offered i guess a theater program it was like the one like a one and done kind of scenario yeah. and then after that uh i was more like right in front of me, I guess, like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So kind of theater fell behind me and I started doing, you know, getting into more of the athletics. But I guess what really tied me in was just um, kind of such an interest with performing and, and film and getting really into the film aspect. Um, it wasn't until after college, after like kind of studying and really getting into that entire world for over four years, did I find... Uh, that I was very into theater. While I was living in New York City for like, the last decade, I finally had an opportunity, even though I was living in Brooklyn so close by proximity, you know, I never was really exposed to theater, like good theater. And I always kind of just associated theater with the experiences I had, which unfortunately was, you know, not the best theater. So I kind of just jumbled that into like, oh, I don't like theater. It's kind of too big over the top theatrical and I'm more into the film. But 
uh, the time in the city, getting to see a lot of off-Broadway shows and Broadway shows with high-level talent really kind of got me into that and opened my eyes into like really acting and theater and what all of that is about. Wow. So you, you mentioned Arnold before, I have to ask. Were you a huge fan of his documentary that's always on Netflix with him and Lou Ferrigno? Oh, The Pumping Iron? Yes. Yeah, so while and me and my friends in high school, while we were getting ready for our like annual bodybuilding show, because my high school had a bodybuilding show, we would just watch that over and over and watch Raw Iron, which was like the 100 hours of uncut or used footage yeah. of Pumping Iron as well. So huge fan. And uh, coincidentally, I just did a film alongside Lou Frigno Jr., which was pretty awesome because... I was, you know, obviously aware of uh, Lou Frigno and a fan of his from the bodybuilding days. And about, what was it, eight years ago, maybe it was eight or nine years ago, I was sitting on a plane in the last row. Um, in uh, There was a space in between me and another person, and it was an older lady. And it turned out that that woman was Lou Frigno's mother. Oh, wow. So... We started just chatting. She was sitting next to the best person because I knew everything. So I, she, and I knew she was at the 1975 uh, Serge Nebre, Franco Colombo, yeah. you know, Frank Zane, Louis, you know, uh, training. Because I also sought out the gym where Lou Frigno trained in Brooklyn, which was a gym called, uh, it's no longer in existence, but I believe it was Details Fitness was like in a basement. So I worked out there for years um, uh, just because of the, you know, pumping iron and stuff. But it was pretty awesome that I gave like an acting demo reel yeah. to Ferrigno, uh, you know, and uh, and then ended up working in a project with her grandson uh, nearly a decade later. So, um pretty wild yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty good man <laughs> so last fall you returned to the good place for season three to, rep to reprise your role as chris baker tell the listeners a little bit what the show's about and then about your uh, your audition for that for the show so it's very hard to explain the show in a few words you know yeah. it's uh i guess like a just in a gist is like a philosophical, um, awesome comedy sitcom about kind of the afterlife and things like that with uh, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. I mean, it's all over the place. We're in the good place. We're in the bad place. We're on earth. It's kind of like a lot of things happening. So um, basically it is a yeah. show that is just um, <laughs> kind of evolving as it goes. And I don't know too much about it because be so fast like when things happen it's like keeping it exciting i just kind of find out and you just kind of hit the floor running and before you know it, it's like wham bam thank you and you're like whoa this just happened kind of deal so um i would just say you got to check it out um i definitely can't explain it as well as just sitting and watching it and enjoying it because it's a great show yeah. i've been uh psyched to be involved and uh the audition process was super enjoyable because it was an offer actually. So I, um, what some of the people involved in the show were also involved in a show called broad city, um, writers and actors that were in that show. And, um, I had worked, I had done a guest star role in the first season of that show. And I think because of the character, um, breakdown and description, 
name thrown in to that um, circle to have an opportunity to come out and play the role. So um, that's kind of how that worked out. And I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was maybe going to be a one-off or something. And then it just kind of kept coming and coming and staying alive and materializing. And just, like I said, just one exciting thing kind of after the next. So it's just been a blessing and and just a ton of fun, fun people to work with and great people to be be near for sure. How it like how is it working with like somebody like Kristen Bell and Ted Danson? Just awesome, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the best thing because they're so well, they're amazing human beings, but also just extremely talented, and that's why they're in the position in which they are in, and to have a bit of uh, you know, I like to think energy, you know, whenever you're around like that that um kind of talent and vibe, and just like even just the the, the, the set, the entire environment that Michael Schur did over there is just, um, yeah. you just want to get some of that energy on you. So um, uh, being around, it's just been uh, yeah, a great opportunity. Yeah. So now you also starred in the CBS All Access series, Tell Me a Story. You played Billy. So tell us about that show. <laughs> That's also, that was like full full different spectrum but of fun you know what i mean it's like one level of fun and then a completely other side but equally as fun and those kind of happen i think a week and a half of each other to be honest so going from a comedy straight to a um dark psychological horror thriller if you will um that uh show the showrunner is um uh, kevin williamson and basically it's a modern realistic retelling of fairy tales that take place in New York City with primarily three fairy tales, you know, interwoven together. And I am mainly in the Hansel and Gretel storyline. So, uh, so what attracted you to the project and how did you land that role? So, well, interestingly enough, I saw a, um, when I got the opportunity to audition for it, read for it, I had just seen like a lot of press was coming out about it. I guess they just released a few cast members who were involved in the show. And it was, um, I found out that, I think it was, I found out that Kevin Williamson was involved. And then I saw that Danielle Campbell. And then I saw that Billy Magnuson was involved. And I've uh, known Billy back in New York City um, back in the day and for a while and um, know some of his work and I was like man whoa this looks cool and then I got an opportunity to audition so it was like wow there's very high level people attached and I'm like this is going to be great so you know pretty much just with anything that was the initial excitement and then also the storyline and then the sides the material was great and so you know trying to use that to your advantage as far as motivation and not like freak you out, but like to motivate you to do as best as you can and give you your, the best work you know you could do. So how would you describe Billy? Oh man, Billy is just a fun kind of guy who likes to, um, you know, a dude living in New York city, trying to pay the bills, pay the billies. I like to say, and, uh, Live life to its fullest. <laughs> so was it uh, was it easy to prepare for the role, Billy, or did you find it challenging? You know, I think um, 
easy is an interesting term. I think I think things are easy potentially when they're fun or exciting or interesting. So in that capacity, I would say a hundred percent. It definitely has, like, I think everything has its challenges, but um, I guess it was just, it was, it was a ton of fun to prepare. Like when it was, it just had a lot of things that I can kind of get into because, you know, the storyline, knowing some of um, uh, Mr. Williamson's uh, work, the things that he's been involved in, like Vampire Diary, uh, Diaries, The Fallen Scream, those kind of things, and having an idea of the style he he was um, he, he's been known for, and then also just like the kind of post-apocalyptic feel of uh, the club that we were in, and kind of the go-go dancing and certain elements where you can kind of like dig into and have some fun. So you know you've been acting for a few years. Who do you think are like some of your influences in the acting world? I know you mentioned Arnold before, but is there any other ones? Oh, ton, a ton. I was just watching something and I just been constantly blown away. Warren Beatty as a um, as an actor and also a director and you know producer. Uh, also, when I was watching this film that he had just done, I I thought also of Robert Redford. And like uh, the film, ordinary people like he, that, and also like him as an actor and director, like people and Paul Newman, and you know I love uh, uh, Tom Hardy, and uh, you know the list goes on. Christian Bale, I think, is really someone who's you know had such a career and is uh, you know a tour de force. And and also speaking of like Arnold, like the new age Arnolds, like Arnold 2.0 in a sense, I feel like is like you know the huge Jackmans who are just quadruple threat. Like they can have a great physique. They can sing, dance. They can act the heck out of things. So I think it's, a, you know, it's an interesting time to be alive, that we have great living actors and then also yeah. people who have left us some amazing things uh, as well that you can constantly be checking out. Like this film with uh, Warren Beatty, I had no idea even existed until I saw it. And, I, and I've already been a fan of his and like Splendor in the Grass and a couple of other films and, and just to see him, you know, in reds and to just see something new and be blown away by it, you know? Yeah. And even, uh, just recently, uh, I've been growing, growing to really appreciate Bradley Cooper's work and he's uh, phenomenal. And well, I just saw a talk back with him and how many hats he wore with the star is born just blew me away. Well, one, his performance, but then knowing everything else is just, uh, it's motivating yeah. for sure. It kind of feels like Bradley Cooper, like whatever script they give him, he can do it. He can pull it off. Or he has a um, a great eye for selecting the scripts that he can elevate. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it, whatever is presented to him, he um, you know being selective or having the opportunity to be selective with that, he's definitely a smart um, a smart creator and actor for sure. Yeah. So, if you weren't an actor, what do you think you'd have been doing right now? Man, that's a good question. I think if I knew it, I would be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like, I think, I, I, I don't know, I think, um, I don't know who it was, like Marlon Brando or somebody was saying, like, you know, acting, you know, the you do that until you know what else you're going to do, you know what I mean, <laughs> kind of deal, but I guess it's a little bit of a joke, I suppose, but um yeah just because it's so like it takes up so much of your life you know when you're on 
things don't last so you're always kind of going to the next thing so i think there's very a lot of exciting elements as far as acting but also the entertainment or film or theater uh, process from you know an idea to the finished product so i think there's a lot of things you can get busy with so um i don't know uh i'm trying to think yeah i don't know like i said i guess if i knew i would maybe try and do it i guess do, um, do you have, like, a dream role that you want to play someday? Dream role. Interesting. So I always wonder about that. Is that a question, like, as one that, like, has already been played by somebody, but, like, doing, like, a, um, you know, Streetcar Named Desire or, like, a role that hasn't really been out yet? Uh, I get, you know what? Answer both, I guess. Shoot. <laughs> wow. Okay. So... Dream role, there's a couple, you know, you age, right? So you can only play a few things for a certain amount of time. So there's a couple of plays that I'd like to do before I age out of them. And um, one of them is uh, I really love this play, 4,000 Miles by Amy Herzig. And it's a great role. And it's mainly I just love the dynamic between a – I guess he's an early twenties in a, in a, in a grandmother mainly like there's other characters, but the main relationship is between a kid and then grandmother. And it's, I think it's a great story. And then also um, uh, I'm a big fan of cat in a hot tin roof. And then uh, as far as films, certain roles that I really like, uh, well, this Warren Beatty movie I just saw is called shampoo. Like that's a dream role. It was so awesome. And then uh, I mean like, uh, cool hand luke i love and then hud like roles like that but then also something like along the line like a terminator type role or uh the you know in the west world like a role that hasn't come up yet but like if you look at that storyline like kind of a ai hunter like a terminator for terminators kind of deal and uh and uh, the list goes on also like the movie heat i love um yeah that's awesome so like yeah, like a height, like any of those roles, like any of those roles, like if it was, you know, Val Kilmer's or De Niro's or Robert De Niro or Sizemore or Trejo, like literally any one of those characters is phenomenal. Like just to be involved in a heist around people like that would be, you know, an amazing experience or even Game of Thrones. And I just heard that they're doing a prequel to Game of Thrones. So if anyone's listening, your boy can ride a horse and swing a sword. Let me know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you've done a lot of uh, podcasts and interviews. What's uh, what's something you wish you got asked on an interview or podcast that you've never been asked? Whoa. Oh. Wow. Uh, what would I like to be asked? Um, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. Um, <laughs> what happened? Anyone asked me? I guess. Um, well, I thought the. I mean, I have no idea. I think the what you've asked me has been really interesting. You know, the I like the. I guess it's the moment. I guess I don't know unless I know when I know it. <laughs> maybe maybe favorite role is so the role you'd like to do a thing. Um, maybe I guess what am I more so like, I guess instead of like, what would I do if I wasn't an actor, but maybe what am I interested in? And I guess there's, it's a fine line between projects that I want to do or I love like dream roles 
what would I do if I wasn't an actor? But like combining both both of those questions and um, what I'm interested in currently is um, meeting inspirational people and collaborating with uh, talented people who have something to say uh, and like getting more involved in not lessening any of the in front of the camera, like acting work and stuff like that uh, is my main pursuit. But being involved and getting involved on the production side, as far as helping champion some stories that I'm passionate about or other people are passionate about in creating just interesting, um, interesting work that brings human elements to it so like just bringing good storytelling and keeping that going so that's something that i would be interested in spending my uh time and in pursuing in the future as well yeah, that's great so uh you know um so you said you had a couple more projects coming up for 2019 is there any one of them you can talk about oh oh um i you broke up a little bit on that um oh. you said i had a couple more what sorry about that so you said you know you have some stuff going on in 2019 like projects uh, what, what are some that you can talk about oh great yeah so um it's been an exciting year so just uh i've got a few things that might be coming through uh uh i've also got a couple of films that are uh soon like in that are hoping to have I guess mid 2019 releases. Uh, one of them is a film called Fluidity, directed by Linda Yellen, and another film called Final Frequency that is more of a sci-fi um, adventure film uh, that was a ton of fun to make. And I got to play a, a veteran, you know, dealing with some PTSD, and I get to blow up some stuff uh, and shoot some ray guns, which was awesome. And um, I'm working on a developing a pilot based on a concept I put together and shot a decade ago, oh, wow. and it's a um, uh, it's it's related to f uh, the fitness background that I have. So I'm working on that, and I have some an amazing, uh, megaly talented and interesting um, athletes and experts involved, and um, that's kind of been materializing. And I shot half the pilot already, and I'm working on shooting the rest, and hopefully getting an edit and stuff together in the next. Uh, um, well, I'm hoping before February. So that's the goal. Oh, wow. um, uh, so excited about that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much right. it. And now lastly, how can the listeners find you on uh, social media? So I am on Luke Golden Official at Instagram, Luke Golden Official on Facebook, and then just Luke Golden on Twitter. All right. I want to thank you for coming on. And this was fun. Awesome. Thank you so much.